welcome to the discussion for me with your hosts, Brandy and Christian. If you're looking for a podcast where sisterhood is embodied, you are home. Listen, each week we will open the floor and have raw conversations about relevant and unaddressed topics plaguing our communities. You ready, B? Yes, let's get it. Welcome back to our family series. Today, it's just me and my girl. We 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 chopping me it up, girlfriend. Me and my girlfriend. <laughs> we're and we're chopping it up about boundaries. Um, listen, I have learned <laughs> that boundaries are so imperative to our adult relationships and understanding boundaries like I think as a as a younger adult I thought boundaries were used to keep people out but it's actually showing people how to enter your life properly and what works for you and it takes a lot of self-evaluation right to say like okay these are my boundaries but what I'm learning even more as I'm you know I'm in my 40s (laughs) um (laughs) is that boundaries is primarily me like it's what I am willing to stand for and what I'm willing not to take and it is my ability to effectively communicate them but Mm -hmm. also uphold them and Mm -hmm. also enforce them because that's the Uh. key right there it's the enforcement of the boundaries it's like I could have them all day but if you cross them and I don't step up or I don't say like hey that's a boundary that you've crossed, then you're just going to, you know, who, who's the other person? The person's just going to continue to live their life and cross your boundaries. And then you sitting over there mad. Like, yeah, I don't know. Boundaries are so important. Uh, so we going to say put a nickel in the meter <laughs> because <laughs> that was a lot of meat just on, on sentence number one. Um, I heard something the other day and it was so simple yet profound. And the gentleman said, boundaries are a baseline and I was like uh run that back he said boundaries are a baseline mm-hmm. and he said that baseline basically creates the non-negotiables right whether it's your intimate relationships family relationships friendships like that baseline is what is used as your guide to either move forward with a person or not, or you can only move with them to a certain point. Mm-hmm. And so when I was thinking about this series, you know, our family series and strengthening the family unit, I'm like, we got to address boundaries because I think that with that family relationship, oftentimes there's like a blurred line. We feel that We don't have to, as you say, uphold them to the same standards simply because we have the same blood running through our veins. And I think that it's one, it's self-destructive at times, depending on, you know, what the boundary is and what the connection is. And we'll talk about influence in a second, but it's like, no, boundaries are applicable to all and recognizing like what is the importance of the boundary why do I have that in place what's the significance and what's at stake if I don't as Brandy said uphold it and enforce it because communicating it is one thing I could say don't do x y and z 
But if you do do that, like, what is my action? How do I respond to that? And what place does that now put you in my life? Are you permanently removed? Do I withdraw myself from a certain, you know, period of time? Do I only interact with you period? Like, what does that look like? And so I really want us to understand definitely, as Brandy said, you have to communicate your boundaries. Know what your boundaries are. It's funny because in this season of my life, I'm really having to redefine what that looks like. Mm -hmm. Like what, what is my baseline at this stage in my life? There's just certain things that I'm not willing to deal with. I don't care if you are my mama, if you my sister, if you my auntie, of you, my friend, like there, there are just certain things at this stage in my life that I'm not subjecting myself to friend, family, or foe. And so I'm, I'm glad that we're talking about that because I think that there, we need to bring that up. Like family should be held to the same standards. I mean, what do you think about that, Brandy? No, for sure. Um, I, and I think what happens is that, like you said, there's this, this unwritten rule that, family is going to be family and especially when we're dealing with our the elders in our family um you get a lot of well that's just auntie so-and-so and that's how she moves or but it's important to understand that you can gently <laughs> and with wise um counsel go into a conversation with a person, I call them my OGs, but an elderly person in your family and say, hey, you know, those jokes you make or, you know, the way that you talk or the way that you operate, you know, whatever it is, because, you know, in families, there's so many different dynamics. It's like, okay, you know, you might've been raised in a certain, a certain way, and you understand where they're coming from and how they move, but then also understanding that, okay, well, I don't necessarily subscribe to that. And so in order for me to be a player in this family game, you know, I need to let you know that, hey, I don't necessarily operate in this. And like you said, that evolution of you and where you stand and how you operate, uh, um, how your boundaries are set up is so important to have the conversations because we expect people to grow with us or to understand that we're growing and we don't have that conversation it's like hey I'm at a new spot and not like hey I've got to sit everybody down and have a talk about my boundaries but it's kind of just having those kind of conversations when you're just shooting a sh shot with your family and being like hey you know that conversation that we were talking about like I know you didn't understand and I know usually I laugh that off but you know actually it really hurt and I would like it going forth if bop 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 and whatever the case may be and allowing them to be like okay I, I agree to that like I agree to that and then then at that point like you stated Christian having like the repercussions like what does that look like if a family member violates my my boundaries and then being like well how does that affect the 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 family dynamics um but i think our obligation especially um when we're in that is just to be honest about where we're at and and to be the communication like those are the two important 
components when we're effectively communicating that, especially in family dynamics. Because I think our go-to is, oh, I ain't messing with them. Or I don't really go over there. I'm not going to do that. And it's like, give them the benefit of the doubt. Give them an opportunity to even show up the way that you need them to show up with your boundaries and things of that nature. Um, but also understanding that when you put boundaries out there, you're going to have people in your family be like, mm, that's not, I'm not willing to abide by them. And then it's like, okay, now it may mean that I could pull up to the barbecue, but I ain't staying that long. Um, I could pull up, but when y'all start drinking, I got to step out or I could pull up or I may not, I'm just going to send a gift you know, because I know so-and-so is going to be there and they don't necessarily respect my boundaries. And so understanding that and effectively communicating is the most important, I think, component that really helps. Genuinely, I really, really think that people want to love and want to be loved um, ultimately. And sometimes we just operate out of default. But when we learn how to love one another and how others receive it, I think once we give them the opportunity, a lot of people are able to rise to the occasion. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. Um, when I just think about like some of the changes that I've made in my life over the years, my boundaries have definitely changed. And it's funny that you said communicated and be honest, because, you know, hindsight, they always say it's 2020. I think that we automatically assume that when we shift, everybody already know. <laughs> like, like, okay, you know, 10 years ago, I was with X, Y, and Z, like I was with it, right? I was cool with whatever, whatever the scenario was, it wasn't a, a non-negotiable now, this stage in my life, I'm not willing to expose myself or accept that. But we expect people to automatically know that we've changed, that we've shifted, right? And that maybe a boundary that we didn't have before, now that we've established, maybe we didn't communicate it. But it's like, oh, you didn't know I don't do X, Y, and Z no more? Oh, you don't know I don't do, you know, whatever? So it's like, we we absolutely do. I agree with you, Brandy. We have to communicate those changes and give people the opportunity. Now, if I tell you what it is and you still, you know, refuse to comply or you still refuse to adapt, um, then it's kind of like you leave me no other choice except to figure out what does that look like moving forward? Because now you don't respect me, you know? And ultimately at the end of the day, I think respect is the foundation for those boundaries. And it's like, if I love you and I'll just use, you know, friendship, if I love my friend and I know that there are just certain things that they're not trying to be involved in, or there's certain things that they're saying, hey, like I'm not with that anymore my love is an extension of respecting that. Like, I'm not going to subject them to that. And it's the same with family relationships. Um, I'll use my mother as an example. I think I told this story before. There's certain, like, she she doesn't drink at all, like, never has drunk in her life. And it's funny because her siblings, when my mother comes around, they put their alcohol away. It could, it's their house, but they put their alcohol away because they know that that is a boundary that she has put in place for herself for a reason. And so their love for her wants to protect her in that capacity. 
So I think that that's definitely something that we need to be mindful of when we're interacting with each other. Like, how do you show up and protect those who have communicated their boundaries to you? Or are we just negligent? You know, do we not care? Are we selfish? Are we not considerate? You know, um, that that's really important. But I want to actually kind of switch gears to let's talk about just influence and advice. Ooh, when we talk about boundaries, I mean, yes, there's the interaction, but I think that the family unit itself, there's just a certain kind of weight to they feel like they can tell you what you should be doing or they believe that their insight, their perspective, their opinion should hold a significant weight. Like, what are your thoughts on family, influence, advice? Um, how do you navigate that? So, yeah. Um, so I, thankfully, had a situation with my parents as far as influence and advice where they would give it. But I think my dad and my mom had come to an understanding especially with raising my brother and I, and we were 12 years apart. So just seeing how my brother, how they raised him and how they raised me very differently and seeing that it worked for both children, whatever, you know, like what was great for him worked great for him and what worked great for me worked great for me. And them understanding like, wait, there's like, we don't have the key to life. We just have tools. And I think with that, they always were like, hey, this isn't what I envisioned for you, but I'm not God. Like, and I don't have the ability to to influence outside of you, right? I don't, I can't influence circumstances. I can't influence like favor and blessings. Like I can't influence that. So my opinion or my feedback to you is only going based off of what I've seen in my lifetime. And they were very humble to be like, all right, well, this is, you know, kind of where we stand and what we would advise you to do but ultimately it's your decision because it's your life and you you sit from a different lens i remember um now this kind of worked <laughs> in relationships too because like i know i remember when my dad oh this is the funniest story so my dad did not particularly care for the one of my person one one person that i was dating and for him, he understood that he was raising me to make good decisions and not to tell me what to do. And so I had hit a point where it was like, all right, you're not making a great decision, but I don't want to break you or make you feel that you're incapable of. So how do I guide the situation to influence you, but at the same time, allow you to make your own decisions and see things for what it was? So he... <laughs> Instead of like grounding me or telling me that I couldn't be with this person, he was like, well, I'm paying, I pay for your car. I pay the car insurance on your car. I, you know, I pay for maintenance on your car. Your car is on punishment. Like your car needs to be parked in front of my driveway at this certain time. <laughs> and there's no exceptions to that. And so when he did that, it 
automatically was like, oh man, like he put my car on a curfew. But it was like, I could decide to stay out and still keep hanging with this person or I could bring my tail inside where it's safe and provision is made for me. And I remember being like, I knew I knew what he was doing, but at the same time, I rebelled for a little bit. And then I realized that, listen, this is not edifying to me. This is not helping me become what I said I wanted to be. And so this relationship has to like sever. And it eventually did sever um, after that. But I just remember just how he was able to influence that situation, but not make me make a decision. And then another situation, I remember talking to my parents and both of them were used to like having jobs and working for companies. My mom for a nonprofit, my dad for like a large company and moving up in the ranks. Like that was just what they did in their generation. So when I started working, I was like, okay, that's cool. But for me, I was like, I'm trying to make the bag. So I'm looking for the situation that one, I find peace in and two, like brings me the most money. And I remember like within, I think my first maybe four years of working, I switched jobs quite frequently. And my dad was like, baby girl, like you got a how you got a mortgage. Like, what are you doing? And how does that, like, he was like, he was really concerned. And I'm like, dad, trust me, like I'm making decisions and I'm doing this because I, this is like my vision. And so I explained to him, I had that conversation where it was like, hey, this is what I'm doing, why I'm doing it. And I think that mutual respect was what allowed him and my mom not to overstep the boundary of you need to get a job and you need to stick with it or trying to imp imply or forced me to be like them they realized and got perspective and then they understood like oh she's doing it differently and we respect it because she's not coming to us asking us for any money I'm not you know I wasn't asking for any help or anything like that I was just like this is what I'm doing it will make sense and then when I became an independent contractor my dad was like oh so you're just gonna do it all differently and I was like yeah just a little you know this is for me this is what's on my life and this is the thing that I'm doing and so I was able to take the wisdom that they were giving me the tools of you know showing up on time and making sure I'm respectable and making sure you know that I am assertive in who I am and my identity and the, and the tools that they gave me but I didn't they didn't need to overstep the boundary and trying to force things upon my life and so I really respected my parents for having the the humbleness to just mm -hmm. sit back and not and not impose yeah I I think that I kind of experienced something similar like I'm so so thankful for my my parents I mean they are really my immediate family I have a lot of siblings and aunts and uncles but I'm really probably the closeness with my my parents um something that I, I will say I respect about them is that anytime they give advice, anytime they provide an opinion, it's never rash, you know, they definitely, they like try to hear me out. Um, they ask probing questions. And then sometimes they'll be like, you know, well, what do you think? Like they'll, they'll ask me my own, like they'll ask me thought provoking questions to have me kind of like work through it myself. Um, and then they kind of just help guide and fill in the gaps in the questions that I'm posing. 
But I think ultimately, when I think of just the big picture of family and advice and influence, I think about three things. Definitely, I always say credibility is key. Um, whether it's solicited advice or not, it's it's very difficult, or I should say you should not consider the opinions of people simply because they're your family if they don't lack the credibility to back that advice up. Um, and what I mean by that is, let's say you're you're looking for, like Brandy was talking about career advice. I'm, I don't think that you have to have been perfect and you had to have succeeded at everything that you've tried, but I do think there should be some evidence of the advice that you're giving. Meaning even if you've tried, you know, multiple careers and things like that, I need to see that there's progress. I need to see that you're headed in the right direction before you tell me what I'm doing is not right. Um, and then I, I think that kind of is, is similar when we talk about just relationships and things like that. Like, of course, I think we've all been in situations where family is like, yeah, such and such ain't good for you, or that's not a good look, or maybe they just, you know, think so highly of you that nobody can meet that standard, right? But I think it's equally important to say, who is it that I respect? Who is it that has credibility? What is the heart posture of the person? Like, what is their motivation for telling me this? Is it that because I've had this happen. I've been in situations where it's like, um, you know, family is used to being around or whatever the situation is. And they don't want you to be in a relationship because that's going to take you away from them. So it's not that they're telling you don't be in it because it's detrimental to you or that they don't think the person is good for you. It's that they don't want you to be removed from them for their own selfish reasons, because they know that if they don't have access to you, then that means their benefits are going to be cut off, Right. So it's like just thinking about what is the heart posture of the individual that you're getting this advice from? What's their motivation? Um, what's their credibility? What is the respect factor there? And I use that kind of as my guide when I'm listening or not listening to different people. Like there's certain people in my family that I go to about money because I know that they have a proven track record of just being financially savvy right? Then there's certain people that I glean from when it comes to relationships, because they've proven to have, you know, weathered the storm, and, and they've learned tactics and things like that, that have led them to have a, a, a long lasting, happy, peaceful um, relationship. And then there's some people who there's no, no evidence, no proof. So I'm not listening to you at all. We can kick it, we can hang out, we can kiki, we can eat, but that's all. <laughs> that's it you know um but when it comes to my life and being a guide and being an influential person and me using your advice and running with it um yeah no there has to be a certain measure of credibility if not it's like what what foundation what standing do, am i am i operating on just an idea like that that's not the way that i want to live my life yeah. What do you think about that, Brittany? So, okay, so I'm going to kind of come in a little different because, and I respect what you're saying, and I totally think that that is like the norm. Like you should move in that direction and move with those qualifications in the normal situation. But don't miss your blessing or don't miss 
um, an advice or something just because a person might not meet those criteria. The reason I say that is because I sit in a position of being single, never married, and no children. But I also understand, and I've been told that I give very good advice about relationships in parenting. Now, I don't sit there and say, hey, you as a parent, you should do da-da-da-da. I sit from a position of where I learned from my parents and saw how they did things and I observe. I'm very observant when it comes to just relationships um, in general. And so when someone comes to me in a situation or might be facing something, I'm able to say, well, I've seen this, I've seen that. I'm not telling you what to do because obviously I don't sit from the position of knowing because I'm not in that, but I have seen and I have heard, right? Also, I've seen the situation a lot of times with kids and our younger adults. I listen to the younger kids in my family. Like I get they have, they don't have the experience. I get that they don't have, you know, the wisdom and they don't have it. But the way that they see life and the way that they view things is so unique sometimes that sometimes that's what you need in order to think outside of the box. And so I, I really do, like I said, for the majority of the time, yes, I'm looking for those that have shown track records that you know are credible that you know sit from a place of wisdom and things of that nature but I also don't discredit or I also don't lose um I also am looking in areas that may not are with people that may not um be able to show that but also they have the wisdom and they have um information that is key because I these kids like the way that they move the way that they think the way that they um see life and how they value just their well-being and their peace and just you know and just the way they take initiative about their mental health like that is admirable when you look at the grand scheme of things and how people are operating because our generation and up you know we sacrifice at all costs you know ourselves for others and that's just what we've been taught generationally and just seeing like these kids give me wisdom in that sense that I'm able to glean from um whereas like if I go to an adult they're gonna tell me to suck it up and get it done but the kids are like no you need to value this you know what I'm like you're right you know but um so I just wanted to add that in just kind of like yes it is important to have those qualifications and yes but also keep your eyes and ears open to people who might not be maybe an outlier in that in that sense because they also can um give you just that small token of wisdom or glean that you might need um to push you forward in what you're pursuing yeah no I absolutely agree I mean because we're friends like you definitely be influencing me look <laughs> look I'll be calling you for stuff um but but you know I think and I'm going to use your example because I know you don't care. But you know what I think is funny about this conversation is I think the reason why I would accept advice from someone such as yourself who may not necessarily occupy those titles or have that personal experience is there's a respect factor because I respect you um, and your input. And I know that you're not going to put on or pretend to be more knowledgeable than you are like you're going to be straight up like look I ain't got no kids but 
<laughs> like, right, right, right. I you know it. what I'm saying? Like, you're, you're not, you're not trying to appear to be, you know, something that you're not. Um, you're just saying, listen, this, this is my observation. These are my experiences. You know, this is my thought process. Do what you want to do, sis. But, you know, this is something that you should consider. And so I think that that's why, at least from my personal perspective, like when I'm interacting with people, if you don't have, you know, as I say, those expertise in certain areas, there must be that respect also, mm. because with that respect, it's that I, I hold you to not necessarily, I'm saying, you know, I'm putting on this pedestal, but I know that your motivation, your intentions towards me is right. So if you're saying something, it's because you genuinely care you know, and you want to see what you want to see the best for me. So, hey, I, that's why we like to have conversations because there's unique perspectives like Absolutely. that. <laughs> that That's the point. That's the point of these topics is to see like how we all think and no, there's no one right way. Um, It's just a matter of choosing like how you want to, to live your life and then what's the best approach. And then maybe it's a collaboration of the two. Maybe it's yeah. a little bit of this and a little bit of that. So then let's talk about holidays. Lord help us. Look, <laughs> let's talk about boundaries and the good old holidays. Because usually that's when you see the dynamics of the family relationships kind of come to the surface, whether it's good or bad, um, depending on your family unit and how close knit you guys are. Of course, there may be like times throughout the year, birthdays, celebrations, things of that nature. Maybe you guys have... Um, you know, frequent contact on Sundays or something like that. But for the most part, you know, holidays are usually when you interact with family the most. And it's usually when relationships, family units are tried the most, mm -hmm. right? And it brings up a flood of emotion. Sometimes it's anxiety. Sometimes it's depression. It could be fear, depending on, you know, the dynamics. But how do you navigate them good old holidays? And when I say navigate it, I mean, not only as, let's say, an unmarried person, but if you're in a relationship, because I think those two dynamics are different as well. Right. Um. So, okay, first off, my, okay, our family, because, and we're going to get into this in a different, um, a different episode, but we haven't really we used to be like really holiday people like I think Thanksgiving was a big holiday for us and um because it was my mom's birthday and then um fourth of July and I think as the generations have gotten older and people have passed away we have gotten away from actually like doing that standardly um my blood family right but we're really big about celebrating birthdays so I think for us like going and celebrating your birthday or pulling up to celebrate your birthday has become our new holiday if that makes sense so because I spend a lot of my my um holidays with my what I consider my god family and they you know and that you know, it's easy. Like they, you know, they invite me over and, and, and it's, you know, simple. Um, but that was birth out of like losing my parents, um, and having difficult times and challenges. And even like when I lost my dad, them being like, Hey, you know, holidays were difficult for my mom to, to navigate. Like she didn't want to see me on holidays, let alone, you know, host. So it became where, 
I was like, okay, well, we, I'll go to my godparents' house or they would invite all of us. And then my mom would come with me, you know, to, to over there. And it really was a blessing because it allowed her to have those family dynamics, but not having to plan it. And then also not having to be the, you know, the person or reminding too much, like having that reminder that her her spouse her husband wasn't there because it was a different family but still family dynamics if that makes sense but anywho navigating holidays and navigating um a family uh time is for me I I don't put the pressure of having to show up more than who and what I am in that season um I don't we don't necessarily subscribe to you have to bring a gift you have to do like we allow people the space to show up as what they need to show up as in those moments and I think that newfound freedom um and that's been kind of what we were raised in too as far as like just how we show up has allowed us to just love each other and 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 have grace and also grace and understanding as to where people are in their ability to love and I think that has allowed us to really just to show up for one another it's it's more than just okay I'm coming to bring you a gift it's like you really are showing up at this event um, to celebrate the, you know, so-and-so's birthday, um, but also managing expectations because I think like, even for my birthday, not everybody showed up and I wasn't mad at that because ultimately like there are other opportunities that we have, like our cousin meetups and things of that nature where that person can show me that they love me. Um, but it's like, I know sometimes it can be pressure and I know it can be like, oh, you got to show up and got to bring a gift or you got to, you know, be on or you got to make sure that, you know, I mean, it's even anxiety. Like when you're having, when you have children, like you may have been grown up and you had to hug everybody, but you don't make your child hug everybody. So now you pulling up to this event and your child is not going to hug everybody. How is that going to play out? Like those different things are how you raise your child. Like, okay, my child is a little bit more talkative. So, you know, how does that look? Or if you're in a relationship, how you're navigating that like are we going to my family side of the fam uh are we going to my side of the family are we going to your side of family and I think a lot of it is just communication like if you know your family's expecting you to show up and you're not going to show up this holiday then let them know just do a common courtesy like hey we won't be showing up today but guess what we're going to come the day after Thanksgiving and get some good old leftovers and you know commune and have that relationship I think if you keep communication open I think it eliminates a lot of the anxiety or the pressures of holidays but I don't know what do you think um I absolutely agree I I think communication is key but then I also think that we have to be honest as far as like you say our expectations and really recognize our upbringing because I'll use myself for for an example I was raised a little bit different to where holidays were really spent with your immediate family unit meaning you know, your partner, your child, like that, that's what it was about. And everybody else was secondary. So um, even as a child, 
it was always my mother, my father, my my siblings. We always did our thing first. And then maybe later on that day or the next day or maybe the day before the holiday, we would go visit family. But it was always about like, who who am I clinging to? Like, and even once I got married, it was the same situation. Like the holiday was about, you know, me and my partner. And then maybe later on that day, it was like, okay, so who are we going to go see? You know, but it was more or less, we had that understanding and we had a mutual I guess you can say common ground. Like we, we always said our immediate, our household was first. Um, And so there was always that consideration there. And we communicated that with our family so that they knew like they going to be doing their own thing. They may pop up, they may come through, they may not, but there was no pressure, no harm, no foul. But I think like, as we segue into thinking about just navigating the holidays and dating, like you got to be honest about that because oftentimes there's disappointment and there's resentment because you didn't really like be clear up front as far as like how is this gonna work what does this look like or even communicating if you're not open to something different you know um and be honest with yourself about what you're willing to change and what you're not willing to change what are you going to compromise on what are you not going to compromise on definitely think like you know, as we translate navigating the holidays into like our dating and relationships or just in general, it's like we have to be honest with ourselves um, as far as like our upbringing. You know, what what is our norm? My norm may look different than your norm. I may have been raised totally different pertaining to the holidays and families than you have. So where's that common ground? Where is the give and take? are you willing to give and take? Like, are you willing to compromise? Is this a non-negotiable? And those are the tough conversations that you have to have because oftentimes it's not until it's in your face then it creates this big old blow up because it's like, oh, we didn't talk about this when we met in January. <laughs> we, we forgot about what was going to happen in December. Like we, we forgot to, in those 20 questions, we didn't talk about what, what does navigating the holidays look like? What does birthdays look like? Um, am I expected to go to Meemaw's, every cousin's graduation, every person's game, every person's, um, prom- like, is it, is that what it is? You know, where, where's the middle ground? And so for me, um, in this season of my life, I do recognize the need to be flexible because I do understand that there is no right or wrong way. It's just a matter of what's important to me what's important to the other individual and is this something that I can bend on like there's some things that are just I'm not going to bend on then there's other things that it's not it doesn't mean that much to me so why can't I concede in this moment right why can't I bend and be flexible even if it's uncomfortable for me and it's funny because I, I was speaking with a relative of mine recently and she kind of expressed a similar kind of situation and she was saying how difficult it was for her because of our upbringing and she and I kind of laughed about it and I said well you got one or two choices either you could be alone or you could adapt <laughs> like you know like that that's the two choices and so when you think about it in that perspective it's like understanding that different seasons require different responses and we just have to make those tough decisions and be clear Um, And be honest with ourselves and with others as far as managing our expectations. Um, 
and then just having that respect, having that respect. And so I would say holidays, dating, um, there definitely must be a self-awareness as well, because you need to know how important is it to you. Um, I would say for me, there are things that are not that important, but I've learned to respect it as an importance to the next person. And I can't immediately discredit or discard it simply because it's not important to me. So for me, I don't have to be around a whole bunch of people on the holidays. I'm cool with let's taking a vacation. I'm cool with that. But the person that I'm with. Say that. I was just about to say, I was like, my like vision for holidays, like for my family, um, because right now, like I don't have an immediate family. Mm -hmm. So I'm um as far as like mother, father, or even husband, kid, right? So I'm always like free falling or kind of free falling, but my godparents have really made a stable kind of like, hey, you are always invited in welcomed here inspect you know and all of always like I expect you so if you're not coming let me know um but I also want to create new traditions and things that mm-hmm. I need to really travel and go places and you know go to something like like my friend and I on Mother's Day we went to Disneyland it was the best day ever like mm-hmm. just creating just normals but go ahead sorry no and I Actually, I'm glad that you you you're mentioning that um, because I think that that's important to note as we kind of um, in this particular episode is that it's okay to create a new norm. Like part of the reasons why we wanted to do this episode on boundaries, it's because a lot of it has to do with our upbringing and what we're accustomed to. But sometimes what we're accustomed to and what our norm is, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's right or wrong. It's just that in this season, how do I want to live my life? And am I open to changing? Am I open to something new? Am I open to a different perspective? What are the non-negotiables? Where do I draw the line? And so it's funny that you said that creating a new norm, because I think we get stuck. Like it's always been this way. Like this, this, I've always spent the holiday with my my granny. That's how it's supposed to be. And it's like, okay, I mean, I'm not discrediting that that's been your norm, but who said it has to be that way indefinitely? Like who who said it has to be that way indefinitely? And because I may not spend my holiday with my granny, it don't mean that I'm wrong. It don't mean that I'm out of pocket. It just means that we have a different value system or maybe, or maybe this is a season where you're being challenged with reevaluating what's important to you. And I'll use as an example, I use myself because my child is, you know, she's going to high school, 14 years old. The things that were important to me 10 years ago, is totally different now. So when when she was little, it was important to me to do Christmas Eve, right? It was important to me to do the cookies and the milk and to stay up late wrapping the presents. It was like it was important for me to do Easter eggs, do the dyeing, do the pressing the hair with the hair grease. Like it, <laughs> you know, it was important to me um, because those were my values at that particular time. But now that she's older, I'm open to. I don't go to church on Easter all the time. This year on on Mother's Day, I wasn't at church. I I made this year Mother's Day about me. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like, let's just, um, 
And I bring that up because I feel like sometimes we can miss the blessing in different seasons of our life simply because of what we're accustomed to, that we miss the newness of this day, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, or the potential of what could be simply because we're stuck into how it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's important when you're navigating loss for people out there who have experienced loss, like, it's like you can get so stuck in like, this is what I do, what I do, that when you lose your, you know, your mother, father, or people that are very um, influential in those holidays, it makes it hard for you to get out. But you got to be open. You got to be open to this new season. You got to be open to God showing up and showing you love through different people, through different dynamics, you know, and it being different. but love you know like and so that ability to adapt that ability to be flexible is not only necessary in your relationships and how you navigate you know how you do holidays with another person but also within yourself when traditions and things of that nature um the people that uphold them pass away and so now it's like well what does that look like for us now and so that's really important to um to to grab a hold of and to consider um now like okay let me be flexible let me be understanding and even challenging what's the norm like okay well this might be the norm like the last holiday this is a norm we meet up and we have the barbecue and we you know barbecue and have family day but I challenged them okay let's do tiktoks like let's pull in something new um, to, to just challenge that norm so that we're open to the flexibility of new things and challenges. Absolutely. And with that, I'm going to say, close your Bibles. You are dismissed. Um, I, I really have enjoyed this episode, especially because it was just you and I. We don't have a lot of episodes with just you and I a lot. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, we got all these experts in our world, but <laughs> no, we we decided to bring it back for this series just a little bit. We we went back to the yeah. beginning when it was just you and I. Yeah. Um, as I say, talking talking over a glass of wine. So I really want to thank our listeners for tuning in to this particular episode. We will continue our strengthening the family unit series. This series on boundaries definitely was a blessing to me as you can see Brandy and I have unique perspectives we we definitely have different approaches different outlooks but ultimately I think the common theme was communication is absolutely key Um, if boundaries are important to you you need to first establish it what are your non-negotiables what does that look like to you recognize the benefits of having boundaries in your life, communicate them clearly to the people that you love or to the people that you're upholding to this standard, and then be be willing to enforce them. There's no point in communicating things if you're not going to actually follow through. And then also sitting down and figuring out, if I have to enforce them, what does that look like? And only you can decide that. We can't say what what you're enforcing should look like. Um, for me, it may be removing myself from a situation. It may be um, distancing myself or 
um, completely just, you know, terminating that relationship. It depends on the severity of it and, and what's at stake and how it's impacting me. But ultimately, boundaries are, are an individual thing. And we all just have to do the work that's necessary in order to figure out what's important to us and what do we need to be the best version of ourselves and to keep us in a place of peace and wholeness. So thank you again for listening to this episode. We will continue our series. Continue to like, follow, and share. Thank you for listening to It's the Discussion from me. Hopefully you are leaving here seen and enlightened. If so, please share, like, and invite others to this safe place. Until next time.